Now, on a different mood, probably, we have Jean Cajairo, who is a product innovator and is also a co-founder of Nozomi. Can you, yeah. Okay, there you go. So I'm gonna pick up a little bit on, on the presentation on city scale and thank you. I now know that Andre doesn't like me very much because he put me last after him. Um, I'm going a little deeper on the construction part of the product, so touching actually on what, what he talked about. My name is Jean Carreiro. A good thing, I opened my first company was uh, when I was 18. And the good thing about always working for yourself is that you can call yourself whatever you want. Um, so my first company, first I just opened it to get a big discount on computer parts because I like playing video games. Then, I, then it went up to home automation and then uh, electronic security. So electronic security led me to Nozomi. Nozomi opened in early 2012 and I was the CEO since then. Um, it closed last August, leaving me with a lot of free time to think about what to do with my life. Uh, and at Nozomi, we, we build hardware products. So we, we actually build the smallest um, uh, secured streaming server. So it's just a small black box with a microphone, a camera, and it streams over 3G or, or 4G. It has no buttons. It doesn't need any specific software. Um, and you can actually deploy it in the field about 10 seconds after you open the box. So that was the main differentiation. What do I mean about um, criminal investigation? So I mean the really top tier of it. So we were, I, I don't know, security clearances, police escorts, uh, meetings with intelligence services from the US to the Middle East to Asia. We did it all, it was pretty cool. That was the fun part of the business for sure. So let's start. So you're starting off and doing that, searching through those 400 buttons. There's actually a lot more than 400 buttons to, to choose from. And uh, that can be a pain. So the keyword here is samples. Uh, first advice I'm going to give you when we started, ask for samples. Ask for samples about almost anything. You can mostly get samples for free. Um, we actually had another product where we built the entire first 10 units on samples. So we just asked for samples for the final product. Um, Everybody uses 3D printing nowadays and, and other pick and place machines. A lot of machinery is coming out that you can actually buy and use it, even in your house. Um, but can you use it on the final product? Uh, yes, you can. So, I mean, I know we worked on a niche market, but uh, we sold small quantities, but still, we 3D printed our final enclosures. So, um, our video server was sold for uh, thousands of euros, so it wasn't cheap. Uh, and we could still make a presentable product with uh, 3D printing. So obviously we had to sand it down, give it finishing, paint it, but after it was optimized, it, was, it made a lot of sense. Um, so what about all the small, I forgot this was here. What about all the small details uh, that normally affect deals for you? And if you're doing everything in-house, you, you need to find out how to do that. Um, this is actually not a big problem. I mean, just Google. There's a ton of suppliers. Uh, all of them are happy to give you small quantities for you to test out, if, or if you're manufacturing a small quantity. And they're real experts. So the, the amount of knowledge you can get from people that just sell little rubber thingies, it's, it's, it's incredible. So you have, all the, you have all the knowledge, all the technical knowledge to build a product. Um, can you do that from beginning to end? 
and to end, I mean, put it in the market. Should you do that? Um, I'm sure you can, but uh, you probably shouldn't. Uh, it's it's very hard. Uh, a startup is very hard, and at a certain point, you really need to find specific people to do other tasks. You cannot just be with your founders doing uh, technical work, finding investment, finding a factory, uh, dealing with product communication, design. It's just not feasible. It's, in the end, it's going to cost you a lot more money than hiring a few people. Um, so imagine our video server. Our video server used a very specific ship, a ship that was only sold in thousands of units. And I'm talking big thousands, not one or two. Uh, how do we get access to it? This was a big problem. We, um, our solution was we searched and Googled for the smallest possible company we could find that built a product with that ship. Uh, it was actually a ship used on an, an iPhone a few, few generations back. Um, we talked to them, they were already buying it for their own product, so we convinced them to sell us some. Um, that wasn't actually that hard. The problem came next. Um, the company wanted us to use their own SDK that they may have pulled out of a basement, I guess, because that wasn't their main business. Um, this gave us a lot of problems. Their SDK, their software development kit, didn't have access to all the functions in the chipset. Uh, the documentation was probably done in an afternoon, so it was I'd pretty much not useful in any way. Um, so how do we get around this? Well, you're, if you're doing a hardware product and you're, you're having a startup and everything, I'm assuming you are a lot faster in developing stuff, you are creative, you are agile. So my advice is, here is offer them your brains. So look at their SDK, look at their products, look at their companies. Try to offer them a close package of something, like a consultancy work, uh, in exchange for having access to the real software development here. Um, we at Nozomi didn't get to this point, but I'm pushing it a little further now and, um, and trying to give you a glimpse if you're really doing a mass market product, what problems can you get there. Um, this needs to be really fast. So, how do you start producing thousands of units? Well, easiest way, uh, you should all, I, I think you should always visit the factory and see how stuff are done, meet the people, that's important. But if you're starting, best advice, use a consultancy company. Uh, Pebble did that, iRobot did that, that made Dragon Innovation famous, I guess. Uh, but there are a ton of options. Also, if you're using a specific chipset, uh, those companies already work and with some ODMs. Uh, ODMs, to keep it very simple, it's like, factories that have a little research and development department that work on reference designs. So um, they'll be more than happy to point you on the right direction. So you're building a product, you build, you make a bill of materials um, and you're all happy with the cost and it's so cheap, right? The big, biggest mistake of all, people don't include the packaging on the bomb. Uh, this is very important. If, and if you're doing a consumer product and you're going all Apple style, the packaging is going to get expensive and it's going to be very significant. Um, but in reality, when you're talking about financials, the most important thing here is the COGS. The COGS is the cost of goods sold. This is what you're really working with. Uh, and this needs to include everything from uh, obviously the assembly labor that is not in the bomb, the bomb is just materials. So the assembly waiver, um, the, the transportation, uh, yeah, the transportation, so the, um, 
the customs, uh, scrap rate, products that come out of the factory and don't come out okay. Uh, return return costs, the customer buys your product, returns it to you. There's a cost involved in getting it back on the shelf and ready to ship again. Uh, so all that needs to be included there. Uh, so you're done with surprises, right? Well, not really. When you're starting, there's something called the fixed cost, okay? Fixed costs are mostly, uh, well, a big part of them are non-recurring engineering. That's all the engineering work that needs to be done in order to get manufacturing going. So setting up the factory, optimizing the process, finding out how all that should work efficiently for you. Um, but there's also certification. Takes time, costs money. Um, there's the, the molding tools, the injection molding tools, the stamping tools. I'm sure almost every product needs them. Um, so there's a lot of costs that you need to take into account. Um, and going to the finish, why does this all take so long? I mean, you're a startup, you're, you can do almost everything so fast. Uh, you can do weekends, nights, that's fine. But there's a point where it's not dependent on you anymore. So as soon as you as you sign the factory, and that's already some work, searching, selecting, uh, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen. Uh, things need to be set up, uh, products need to be built, um, validation uh, production needs to be done. These are hundreds of units, not one or two, to see if the design comes out okay, if the hardware comes out okay, uh, the product needs, needs to be shipped by ship, uh, it's need, it needs to clear customs, that's going to take time. It, it, then it goes to a warehouse. Um, if you're going the normal retail channel, then it goes to the retailer warehouse, then they have to find the shelf space to put it on. It's going to take a long time. So this was very compact. I think, uh, I hope you got some information from this. I'll be around. Thank you very much. 13 seconds. <laughs>